I'm still here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Brink of Reality Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Brink, sing the chair, here to bring you my latest Survivor X interview today with the supervillain of the season, Bradley. So I hope you really enjoy this chat with Bradley. He really does go in depth about the real reasons in his mind why he was eliminated. So stay tuned, enjoy, and yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and follow me at Ryan V. Brink and let me know your opinions. All right, pressing play. Enjoy. Seventh person voted out. Damn. Bradley. Good job, guys. That's three, that's enough. Wow. Need to bring me your torch. So on the line, uh, very excited to be talking to Survivor Ghost Island's latest boot, Bradley. Bradley, what's going on? Not much. It's great to be talking with you. So I'm just going to ask you straight away, in your own words, can you kind of explain to me what happened last night? Because I feel like I'm as confused as everyone else. Yeah, so I think it doesn't quite add up if you buy the edit at face value because... Uh, you know, Dominic's a smart player, and he would understand that if I was truly just that annoying and there wasn't anything else going on, you would just take me to the end. A hundred percent. I wouldn't get any votes. So you one less person you have to worry about. Um, but I think if you look at it through the lens of, and this is what Dom has told me uh, about the situation after we got back home, um, was that he he was worried. He thought I was a threat, and if uh, he didn't get me out when he had a chance, then he thought I, there was a good likelihood that I would get him out. Uh, because what he thought I was doing uh, was voting out people with kids. Okay. Because uh, I had voted out Brendan, then I voted out Stephanie. He had kids. He was worried about that. And then what I also learned was, starting right after the first swap, he was telling everybody the first chance he got, he needed to get rid of me or he needed to get rid of Kellen because he didn't trust the two of us together. Um, so I think if you couple that with the fact that Chelsea and I never were close, really, at all. She never trusted me. You know, it was the perfect opportunity for Dom to get me out before we made the merge. It's really interesting because your edit, as you said, it was really fascinating because on the one hand, they are selling this narrative that you're annoying and that's the reason to go. But then in other episodes, you are seen as a power player. So it is really quite conflicting. You did raise uh, Dominic then. Can you talk about what your relationship was like day one? Because it, it seemed like you were someone who's going to work with him. And especially as we're getting to the merge, when we're seeing this potential upcoming battle between Chris and Dominic, which side would you have actually gone on i mean it would have definitely been on dominic's side um yeah day day one i immediately was aligned with wendell and morgan uh day two i picked up kellen and then we brought dom in uh as our fifth and and so we were pretty close from the very beginning and you know he touched on a little bit last night in the episode you know he said he, he talks down to me and you know what he's actually referring to is in those first couple days at Naviti he was, everybody was throwing his name around. Everybody wanted to get rid of him. And we were split five, five at Naviti, which unfortunately you didn't really get, you didn't get to see any of in the episodes. And because we were split, I, you know, pulled him aside a couple of times. And I was like, Dom, listen, like people are throwing your name out because you're bossing everybody and you won't stop like going around and hunting for the idol. Like you, you're just not really gelling with everybody. And I was like, just play a little easier because you're going to put a target on yourself. And that hurts, you know, the five of us, uh, as an alliance. And, and so, you know, he told me after the game, he was like, oh, you were bossing me around with how to play. And, and, you know, maybe my delivery wasn't, wasn't good with that. Um, you know, but that, that's what I was trying to do with him, you know, and that's, that's where he saw, you know, a little bit of conflict, but I think it, it goes back to the bigger part of, you know, he just didn't trust me. Dom was playing really hard and, and kind of in a flashy way. Uh, and if you look at what I was doing at Malolo, uh, you know, I was playing pretty hard as well. And so, uh, I think he just looked at it as the best time to to get rid of me and and 
Chelsea just will go along with anything, really. Yeah. Can we talk about, about that then a little bit, the Malolo time that you had? Because this, to me, it seems like this is when your game really came to life and you became the power player. What that was like being in control. And you talked about not having a strong relationship with Chelsea, but she did vote with you uh, to get out both Stephanie and Brendan. Yeah, so she was closer with Kellen. Uh, Kellen really had Chelsea wrapped around her finger, which was great because Kellen and I were 100% in charge of those five of, of the five of us uh, original in the video over at Malolo. And so what Kellen and I would do is we would figure out who we wanted to vote for, uh, just the two of us. And then we would go to the other, the rest of the group, the other three, and um, basically let them, you know, kind of talk it out with them. And then whenever they would start mentioning what we wanted to actually have done, we would encourage them. Yep. And that way, the three of them felt like they were making the decisions. So nobody felt like they were on the bottom, and yet they were still making the decision we wanted them to. And so... What's interesting about that is Chelsea was definitely on the bottom, 100%. And, you know, when Michael pulled that idol out the night Brendan went home, and I wasn't, there was not a doubt in my mind that Sebastian was going to stick with me. Sebastian would have done anything I said when I said jump, Sebastian will jump. But, but I was almost positive that Chelsea was going to flip on me just because I knew she didn't trust me. She had told Kellen she didn't trust me on day two. And, and she was really out because I was close with Sebastian and Des as well with Kellen being my number one over there. And then Kellen was close with Des and Sebastian. And then she was fairly close with Chelsea as well. So, you know, we, we had a good dynamic in that we could kind of divide up those three and, and disseminate information and, and have conversations yet still be on the same page. So, I mean, we were running a very tight ship yeah. over there. Um, you know, the hard part is in, in the decision of like, why didn't we maybe try to get Chelsea out instead of, of Stephanie. And, you know, that idea was very, very quietly floated at one point. Uh, and it was pretty shot down. You know, nobody, no, we weren't ready to do that. We didn't want to be. So we thought just to digress for a second, yeah, we guard. thought Morgan had been iced out something. We didn't know how she had gotten voted out when we were at Malolo. And so we assumed that nobody had flipped and we just assumed that uh, original Malolo on Navidi had an idol. And so we didn't want to vote out, uh, you know, the, the argument when I floated, maybe we should get rid of Chelsea, was that we didn't want to be the ones that voted out of Navidi, um, because then that kind of breaks the Navidi strong narrative. And, and so we went with Stephanie, who I think was still the right move, because I, I loved spending time with her. Uh, you know, she was really great to hang out with on the beach, but uh, I just didn't trust her at all in the game. Um, she, she came across, it was interesting you know, it, her moves worked really well with Jacob and she was able to play Jacob like a fiddle. And, you know, Kellen and I just stood there and we saw Stephanie playing the game and it was like, we know exactly what you're trying to do. It's really apparent and we're not falling for it. And so she just felt really dangerous because she was 100% there to play and do whatever she had to, to, to stay in the game. And so, um, you know, she, we knew she didn't have the, uh, an advantage from ghost Island because we found the paper saying the game was closed in her bag. Yep. And then, uh, we babysat her and, and tagged her the whole way uh, the rest of the day. And so she couldn't look for an idol. And so we just knew. And then at that point, also, Kellen and I had started to work with Michael secretly. So the three of us became very close before we swapped for the second time. So there was a lot going on at Malolo. Yeah. Hey, what, what's the real bummer of it is I had a lot of interesting, uh, you know, I had an interesting position, I think, going into the merge because Michael and Kellen and I were so close. You know, and, and then we had Des and Sebastian and Gemma and, and Kellen had Chelsea. 
you know, had we had we gone ahead and we voted out Libby last night, it would have been a very interesting dynamic uh, for me in terms of the social relationships that I had built. I could actually talk to you for hours, Bradley. This is fantastic. But I have to uh, go quickly because I don't have that much time with you. I just want to ask you about being a super fan and actually playing. How much did you relish having the villain edit? Because it seems like on social that you've really in- embraced and enjoyed uh, being the pariah of the season. Oh, absolutely. I loved it 100%. You know, I went in wanting to do that. I've been watching Survivor since I was nine, uh, and I've always loved the the more villainous characters. And so I went in with the intent of wanting to be a villain that wasn't malicious and didn't bully people, yeah. but kind of was uh, an over-the-top, exaggerated version of themselves. Uh, you know, I played up uh, my arrogant, you know, overconfident nature uh, and just kind of some of that ridiculousness. You know, I, I think it's perfectly encapsulated in the... Uh, confessional about, uh, you know, how I was underestimating my own game and I think I'm fantastic <laughs> or something. You know, that's the kind of thing that I yeah. would never say seriously yeah. Yeah. ever in real life. You know, I'm not the kind of person, everyone I think assumes I'm the kind of person that runs around and, and says like, oh, I'm so smart, I'm so great, like whatever. And it's like, I would never, ever do that. Um, so yeah, I just, I wanted to play it up. I wanted to go out and I wanted to be as entertaining as possible to make the season as good as possible. And on that count, I I really think I was successful. Yeah, Bradley, the thing about being on Survivor is that you want to be remembered and you've definitely been remembered, even for someone who has gone out pre-merge. And this is my last question before I do let you go. How bad was Malolo Beach compared to Navidi? (laughs) Um, You know, the beach itself was perfectly fine. The problem was that uh, the wind would pipe up every night and it was so windy that we just like froze all night. We'd shiver and couldn't sleep. And so my complaining was actually a strategy to try and make the original Malolos feel better. And, and my angle with that was, Hey, look like this, it, the beaches aren't fair. It's not your fault. You've been losing. Like you can't sleep. It's so cold here. Uh, because Navidi was on the lee side of the Island that Navidi is on. Yeah. And so there was no wind. And so it was warm. And it was much easier to sleep. And so we were able to rest and we weren't freezing. And, and uh, so, I, you know, my, that strategy completely backfired. I mean, it didn't work at all. But, uh, I mean, that was my, my intention with it. I was not just sitting there, like, complaining to complain for the most part. It, there was a method to the madness. Bradley, thank you so much for chatting. Uh, one of the more enjoyable villains that we've had in a very long time. So I hope you've really enjoyed the season. And uh, we've still got the rest to go. So I hope you enjoy at least watching how the game turns out. Yeah, absolutely. It was great talking to you. And Australia was fantastic for the three weeks I was there last summer. All right, there you have it, my exit view with the supervillain of the season, Bradley, and this was a really insightful chat, and I like when players go on a bit of a tangent and really elaborate on certain things that maybe they haven't got a chance to talk about yet, so really found that one really fun to get some really good information from. So huge shout out to Bradley, CBS for allowing this, Nine Australia for helping set these up, and that's it. Until next time, the community has spoken. I'll chat to you very soon. See ya. Bye. Bradley, Chuck spoken. Time for you to go. Thanks. Adventure of a lifetime. Oh my god. Wow. Damn. That's crazy.